Today we're continuing, continuing our series on uh, cafes, and this week we're talking about fasting. So, um, given that it's about fasting, it's of course topical because the Nativity Fast is starting uh, this coming Tuesday, uh, and we'll be fasting to various degrees up until Christmas. So, at this time it's good just to remember what fasting is about, why do we do it, um, what happens when we fast, and perhaps some of the things that we should try to avoid or think about when we're fasting so that it actually is an effective fast for us. The first thing to say about fasting is that uh, human beings have fasted from the beginning. It's, it's, not a partic- it's not only a Christian thing. Fasting is universal, actually. When you look at all of the world's religions and you go back, you see that they've always fasted. So there is something in fasting which has been seen as a universal need of the human of the person to fast and that's for all times and all places that's been true so when we fast we are doing of course what people have always done but we're not doing it in the same for the same purpose that people have always done it we're doing it in a particular way a christian way so why do christians fast or what's the motivation for our fasting where does it begin from whenever i think about things like this it's always good to go right back to the beginning so if we go back to genesis we'll see exactly where fasting came from you might not recall that fasting is mentioned in genesis but actually the first command to fast is actually in genesis the human being adam and eve were in the garden and God gave them a single command. He said, do not eat of the tree which is planted in the garden, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That was a command to fast. So the human being was created for communion with God. And as many of the church fathers have said, the human being was not created in a perfect state. We were created in a state that was capable of further growth into further communion with God, ever further communion with God. So that was what we were created for. But in that immature state, we were not ready to be eating from that tree. And so God gave us the command to fast from eating from that tree. But of course, it was given there so that our choice, we would have a choice, a real choice to follow God. God doesn't want slaves. He wants people who in love will have communion with him. So he gave us a real choice. And Adam ate from the tree, and because of that choice, he fell. What does the falling mean? Instead of now his attention being towards God and ever further communion with God, his attention fell towards the earth and communion with the things of the earth. So, as Saint Syrian, um, Saint Isaac the Syrian says, since man fell through failing to fast in paradise, it's proper that we should begin the journey back to paradise from from fasting. And fasting itself is a foundational spiritual practice. It's the foundation for all of the others. Okay, so we need to talk about what it is about fasting that makes it foundational. Our bodies are not just, we're not just our bodies. We're body and soul. It's, It's an entire thing. We can't separate them out into different pieces and talk about them as if they're wholly separate things. We do it conceptually, but in reality, 
we're a whole. So what we do with our bodies affects what happens with our soul, with our spirit. And for all of us, what, as I said, we're, we're created to, for communion with God. And so that communion with God comes through our highest faculty of the soul, which is the noose. And unfortunately, our nooses are not really attuned to being communing with God in this fallen world. We do not have, we, we have the capacity, but we, we don't use it. We haven't used it, we haven't practiced it enough. And so the whole point of fasting is to use our bodies to train our souls to look up to God. And the way that we do that is by turning away from, abstaining from food for a time, because the problem is that we see food as the source of life, all right? But in fact, it's God who is the source of life. So we turn away from some foods for a certain time in order to train ourselves to see God as the source of life and to look to him for our life, not to the things of this world, which we need, but they need to be in their proper place. So this is the problem that we have. We are disordered. Instead of the spirit, instead of our spirit being guiding our soul and then guiding our body, unfortunately our bodies guide our souls and then our spirits don't really get much nourishment at all. So by fasting, we set aside certain foods, we weaken our bodies a little bit, that quietens our bodies, okay, quietens the other types of passions that we might have not just for food, but for other things as well. And then we allow ourselves to look up to God and receive life from him. And as part of that, of course, it makes, it gives us more, um, it makes us more attentive to God, allows us to pray more and to pray more deeply. So this is, there's a lot more to it than that, but I think that's enough that we need to, that we're turning away from food, not as punishment, not as some kind of weird thing, but in order to make a change within ourselves of our attention. Where is our attention supposed to be? It's supposed to be on God, not on the things of this earth. The things of the earth are not the things that give us life. It's God that gives us life. So as we fast, we always need to remember that purpose. The purpose is to have our eyes on God and to get our life from him. Okay, so that's a little bit about fasting, where it comes from, and then what it kind of does for us. What are the kind of things that we ought to be thinking about and maybe avoiding um, when we're fasting? Fasting is not a competition. So it doesn't matter what anybody else is doing, we shouldn't be paying attention to other people when they're fasting. As Christ says, we shouldn't be fasting as the hypocrites do on the corners, you know, loudly with looking sad and all that kind of thing in public. When we fast, we should be doing it privately. We should be look as normal as we do in our every other everyday life. Other people do not need to know that we are fasting. It's got nothing to do with anybody else. It's about our relationship with God and, as I said, fixing the, the relationship between the body and the soul and the spirit, trying to turn that around. So it's not a competition. We don't look at other people. We don't judge other people. There's a famous story. It's actually not the famous story. It's St. Mary of Egypt's story. Uh, but this is part of that. Um, where St. Zosimus goes to the monastery by the Jordan and they have a particular custom there where um, every Lent 
at, I think, it's, I think it was immediately after Forgiveness Vespers, they would, each of them would take as much food or as, as much uh, stores, whatever they would need, and then they would go out into the Jordan Desert for 40 days, and then they would come back on Palm Sunday. And the rule was that you were not allowed to ask anybody else what had happened during those 40 days. It was completely between them and God. And if you ever saw anybody when you're out there, you had to walk the other way. So the whole point was, it was purely between that monk and God and building that relationship. It had nothing to do with anybody else. So we need to be careful about that. We're not judging anybody else. We're not looking at anybody else. We're dealing only with our own hearts. That's one thing. Another thing is that fasting is not, it's not um, an exercise in being a Pharisee, which, by which I mean uh, there is a rule and it says, say, don't eat milk, don't eat eggs or whatever it happens to be. So if you go to the supermarket and then you get out your magnifying glass and start looking at all of those tiny little labels for the ingredients on things that you have no reason to believe that there's milk in there or there's eggs in there, you're, you're not really fasting in the way that you should be fasting, okay? That's that. There's, we, we are not Pharisees. We're not looking at things in such small detail, trying to pick up all the little things to be the, you know, the Pharisees were the ones in the law who put boundaries around laws so there was no possible way that you could break it, all right? For us, if we, if you find something in the supermarket, you don't think, you don't think it should have eggs or milk in it, don't go looking for it. Keep it simple, okay? The fasting is supposed to simplify life, not make it more difficult. And if something's got a trace of eggs or trace of the milks in it, a trace of milk in it, you don't need to know, okay? If you go looking for it, it's like when St. Paul said um, about the food offered to idols, in Corinthians. He was telling them, if you know that it's been offered to idols, don't eat it when you go to someone else's house, right? But if you go to someone else's house and they're offering you food and you don't know, don't know where it's come from, then don't ask, just eat it, okay? So we're not, we're not, that's not the purpose. We're not there looking, ticking off little things on a checklist and trying to be perfect about everything, right? So we need to be careful about that. We're not, not strictly like legalistic sort of, that's not how it works. Another aspect of this is that um, there's, a, there's a desire to start substituting everything. So, you know, we can't have chicken, but maybe we can have the soy chicken or something like that, right? Well, one of the things about fasting is we're trying to break the connection that we have with certain things. So if I've got, if I really, 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 really like chicken and I can't live without chicken, right? In fasting, I'm trying to kind of break away from that. So if instead of that, I go and find some fake chicken, and I really, really, really like the fake chicken, am I doing any better? No. In fact, it's probably worse, because the fake chicken probably costs more than the real chicken. You might as well eat the real chicken. So you know what I'm saying, okay? We, we don't, shouldn't be going around trying to substitute everything. Fasting should be making our lives, for the period that we're doing it, a bit easier, in a sense, right? We don't have to think about food so much. 
the two, the last two things, they're, they're looking at the labels and making everything really complicated and then trying to substitute this and that and everything else complicates everything, whereas fasting is supposed to simplify things for a time so that we can focus on our relationship with God. So we need to avoid those kind of things wherever we can. Of course, there's always, I'll, I'll, we drink soy milk, okay, etc., etc. All right, you don't have to be a, you don't have to be really, really, you know, thinking about it, but you need to, you need to think about it, okay? What, what's my purpose here? What am I trying to do? What, what is my motivation, okay? Is this really helping me here when we're, when we're doing certain things? Um, the last one, which was in my mind and I've just forgotten right now, um, and I'm sure it was very, very important, um, it was about, it'll come to me, but afterwards, doesn't matter. All right. The, the point is, when we fast, we are, again, as I said, we are turning our lives back towards, not that we don't do it usually, but fasting gives us an opportunity to do it in a deeper way, to remove some of the distractions from life that are caused by food, but the food causes for our bodies as well. Our bodies, um, when, they're, when we're fasting, they're a bit weaker. We, we're less distracted by our bodies. It gives us a chance to turn more towards God. So as we fast, let's keep in mind those things so that we are doing the fast in a way which is actually going to be useful for us in terms of the purpose, why we're doing it. Not just as an exercise in avoiding certain foods and all this kind of business, right? Oh, the other thing, yes, that's came back to me. Some people cannot fast according to the rules. They just can't. This comes back to don't watch what other people are doing. Some people can't fast. You don't know what other people's health condition is, etc., etc., etc. So whenever someone cannot follow the fast according to the church's rules, they should talk to the priest, talk to one of the priests, and ask them about that and what they can do. Um, fasting is not just about the body. When we fast, we're of course abstaining from food, but what's the difference? What, what, what difference does it make if you abstain from food, but you gossip, cheat, and do all of these other things? What, what difference does it make if you're fasting and then you do all those things, right? So we should not only be avoiding certain foods, but actually avoiding all the usual kind of sins that we would normally be doing. We're trying to avoid those as well, okay? So, um, yes, avoid. So fasting is not only about the body, it's all about the other things as well. And if you cannot fast according to the rules, that's not, the, as I said, the purpose of fasting is not just to avoid certain foods. It has a purpose which is orientating yourself back towards God in a deeper way. So if you can't fast according to the rules, talk to the priests and get some advice about other ways in which the same purpose can be achieved, but in a different way. The, the church is not about killing people by, you know, making them starve from certain foods or whatever. So everything that, everything that is unsure or you're unclear about, you just need to talk to the priests and they will help you to understand. So as we go through the fast, I pray that it's for everyone. It is beneficial, helps them in their walk towards Christ, and that as we fast, the hunger that we have when we fast is turned to a spiritual hunger, which will be satisfied when we come to the Feast of the Nativity. And when Christ comes, our hunger, spiritual hunger is satisfied. Once our spiritual hunger is satisfied when Christ comes, and then we feast, we have all the food that we would normally be eating as well. And then we have the physical fast. 
So I pray that it's a beneficial fast for you all um, and that we, yes, that we get a lot out of it. Rejoice.